This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we have a two-part feature from a trade report from Farm Credit Canada. Globally, food trade fell last year due to the pandemic, but Canada still had gains despite the coronavirus. Real Agriculture talks with Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson about yesterday's cabinet federally. I talk with APAS President Todd Lewis about the cabinet and today's start to the Saskatchewan fall legislative session. We have an update on feeder cattle markets this past week as well. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Regina-based Farm Credit Canada has released a trade report showing strong agricultural exports in 2020. FCC Chief Economist J.P. Gervais says Canada had the highest year-over-year increase for farm commodity exports despite the pandemic. It was. It takes a little bit of time to actually assess how, not only how did we do during 2020, but also look at what our partners and competitors did as well throughout 2020. And that's the reason why there's a little bit of lag between the release of the report and an actual analysis. But yeah, if you look at trade of ag commodities in 2020, it contracted about 9% uh, overall trade of ag commodities in 2020. And if you look at Canadian trade performance for exports of ag commodities, it went up in value by about 14%. So that's a major difference, a you know, major distinction between how we did as an exporter and how overall countries managed to trade with each other during the pandemic. So, yes, we were uh, disrupted, just like uh, a lot of different businesses across the, within the country as well as outside of our country. But overall, we did really well. And when you look at food, well, food had a little bit less of a contraction at 4%. So that's the global picture, less 4% less trade in 2020 for food products. But overall in Canada, we increased our exports of food by Roughly 6.5%. So, again, pretty strong performance in a very disrupted environment for for Canadian exporters. And so, overall, I think there's lots to be said about how resilient we've been as a supply chain in, in, in Canadian ag and food. But your report points out Canada is number five in the world for agricultural exports and for processed food. We're number 11. That's correct. And then we're looking to still looking to increase our market share when it comes to food. I think the more we process domestically, the better it'll be. I mean, the entire supply chain is going to gain all the way back to the farm sector if we you know, process more internally and then seek to capture the value add related to processing the ag commodities and then exporting. So we've made the, gained a little bit of ground over the last 10 years. We were number 12 when we're sitting down at 11. Um, there's still a little bit of ground to make up when it comes to exports of food. And then 
when it comes to commodities, I mean, that's we are you know, established pretty solid here at number five. I mean, we're uh, lagging behind some some much bigger countries: the uh, United States, Europe, China, Brazil. Uh, at the end of the day, I think we're I think the challenge is for us to process a little bit more, capture a little bit more of the value add, and that's going to benefit the entire supply chain. The one surprising thing to me in your report on trade talks about how Canadian food exports number one was meat. Yeah, well, meat has been the element of the value. Meat has been uh, growing at a fairly steady pace. I mean, we are not what you would consider the largest or one of the top three or top five largest exporters of beef, for example. But we've managed to grow our, our exports and, and to that extent, we managed to grow our market just lately as well. So the bottom line is, and then for pork, we've grown our exports as well, just that competitors have grown their exports as well. So in terms of market share, we've perhaps roughly been been stable in the last few years. But the bottom line is I do think that as this uh, middle class keeps on expanding, uh, income are rising following the reopening of the economy, this global economic recovery and so on, I think the demand for meat is going to remain really strong. Yes, there is a lot of different sources of competition when it comes to our meat exports, but the, the bottom line is that there's very strong demand out there. We still have China that is stuck in rebuilding their supply of pork, uh, lots of challenges there and so forth. And so despite some of the hurdles, I do think that there's quite a bit of uh, positive signals for the demand for wheat. J.P. Gervais is the chief economist at FCC. Coming up, he talks about the outlook for 2021 and 2022. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialists. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. Farm Credit Canada has released a report showing Canadian agri-food trade exports jumped almost 14% during the pandemic last year. The improvement comes at a time when agri-food trade shrunk around the world. FCC Chief Economist J.P. Gervais says the outlook remains rosy for Canadian farmers. The thing is that the demand for oil seeds has been really strong in 2020 and 2021. I mean, obviously, our expect our export performance to drop slightly in 2022 or even significantly to some extent because, you know, for some of the crops we have production down about, what, 40%, and so that's going to show up in some of the export numbers because a lot of it is going to be, I don't think that the fall when it comes to what it will be processed domestically is going to be as important as the fall and the decline we're likely to see on the export markets. But bottom line is the demand for oil seeds still very strong. Vegetable oil is the price of vegetable oil is still climbing after a little bit of sort of landing back to off the recent highs that we had in the early summer 2021. Demand for plant-based protein is still growing, and so I think that's an area as well that we'll likely to see some growth. And, you know, when you think of wheat, for example, well, we got lots of suppliers in the world that are dealing with some issues in terms of products being available, quality, and so forth. So I do think that, you know, if we have the product, we'll be able to show up with some sort of significant value from the marketplace in 2021 and perhaps into early 2022. Yeah, you've touched on this, the outlook for 2021 and 2022. Give me some negative and positive factors. Well, I think on the positive side, I'm just going to go back and lean again on the strength of demand. I, you know, as we are seeing income, income going back again, 
yeah, recovery, sort of setting foot, uh, reopening a lot of different economies throughout, across the world. I do think that we're likely to see higher demand for the products that we sell. I think on the negative side, we're still facing some significant supply chain disruptions, transportation outside of the borders. Or, you know, if you think of sort of the shipping rates and that are still very high and so forth, the demand for energy is still, very, still climbing very fast, as well as the fact that we're not necessarily expanding the capacity to supply that demand for energy. So I do think that from a cost standpoint, that the transportation is going to remain expensive. And so that for us is a little bit of a challenge that we're going to have to think about and think through because we're in some ways, you know, some of the markets that we supply are located uh, at a, quite a bit of a distance and some of the markets that are expanding the fastest as well. So I think supply, uh, so sorry, the transportation statistics is going to be challenging in 2021 for the rest of the year as well as early 2022. Inflationary pressures are adding on to that, and, and the availability of product can be a, could be an issue when you look at the export numbers, especially in, when you get to 2022. What countries are major markets for our grain and our meat? Well, we're quite diversified when it comes to grains and oil seeds. I mean, we are exporting to a lot of different countries. I mean, the diversification gains potentially, uh, the gains related to diversifying the risk with regards to different buyers and, and not relying on, on a single buyer and so forth. When it comes to grains and oil season, we're very diversified to begin with. When it comes to pork, I mean, the thing is, is that the, the challenge has been, to diverse, has been to diversify away from the markets that have been growing the most. And recently it's been China and some of the Asian destinations as well. We've been relying less on the United States, which is to some extent, a good news. I mean, uh, we don't want to forget our friends uh, south of the border. I mean, we're in some ways fortunate to be located next to the largest economy in the world. But the challenge has been to diversify away from some of the markets that have been growing the fastest. China would be a pretty good example. So because uh, in some of the trade relations that we've had have been bumpy, to say the least. And so maybe they you are know, diversifying away from and look into other Asian destinations as soon as, as much as, as, as possible would be a, pretty much a, an interesting avenue to export for Canadian exporters. J.P. Gervais is the Chief Economist with Farm Credit Canada. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. Yesterday, we saw the announcement of the new cabinet, announcement made by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. There's some new faces along with some uh, familiar ones as well. Here to break it all down is the President of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture, Mary Robinson. Mary, how are you? I'm great, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Okay, so I, I said familiar faces, and one of those familiar faces is the fact that Marie-Claude Bibeau will be back as the Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's true, uh, and I think uh, from my perspective, um, I'm, I'm pleased with this news because uh, we're going to hit the ground running. Uh, if you look at uh, the portfolios that got new ministers, there's going to be, I think, uh, a bigger lag in uh, in reaching that point where we're actually productive. So uh, my uh, my excitement about Minister Bebo is, you know, she's proven that she she collaborates well with CFA. 
and I know she's worked well with with other uh, farm organizations. Um, I think she's she's had some successes, uh, and hopefully um, she's getting a little bit more seniority around the table and a little bit more street cred around the cabinet table, and and hopefully will be a, a voice that's listened to more and more. So with the uh, next ag policy framework approaching rapidly on the horizon, you know we've got meetings um, early November. Uh, we're really looking forward to getting back to work. It's, uh, it's nice to have the election behind us in the sense that we're going to actually start doing something again. One of the <clears throat> one of the policies that is you know will impact the industry of agriculture is that ag policy framework. Is that really the the, the issue that will grab the the majority of her t- attention right off the hop? Well, I think it's going to be a huge one because we do have that uh, March thirty first, twenty twenty three deadline looming, um, and uh, we certainly in late last year saw the challenges of getting consensus uh, between all of the provinces. So it's certainly going to be a big part of her workload. But I think what you're alluding to, Sean, is uh, the uh, the massive environmental stuff that's coming at us in agriculture and the work that uh, Minister Bebo is going to have to uh, try to bridge uh, representing agriculture and making sure that we continue to and also uh, toe the line that her her party is set on um, emission reduction. Yeah, the, the there's going to be a sort of a multi front approach, I guess, required from from farm groups in the sense that that fertilizer reduction policy that's coming down the pipe and is being discussed, and we've been covering it very much so here on Real Agriculture, is the fact that it's not actually the policy of agriculture and agri food. It, it's the policy coming out of the, out of Minister of Environment and Climate Change. So, yeah. is, is she does she play a role in 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 making sure this is a, a policy that could work for agriculture, what, whatever it looks like? Well, I I always say that uh, she, um, the Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada, has got to act as our agent. They've got to uh, go to cabinet table and, and broker the best deal for for agriculture. So, I think she definitely does have a role in there. Um, Certainly, there's uh, there's quite a bit of uncertainty uh, with the new Minister of Environment who was announced yesterday, Minister uh, Gilbo, and certainly his background as being kind of a, an extreme uh, environmental advocate. Um, it's uh, it's alarming, but hopefully, what's going to happen there is we're going to have to really focus on how. Um, Agriculture is looking to take an active and impactful role in the fight against climate change. And we've got to position ourselves so that we're seen as potential solutions providers rather than a problem. So when we when we look at ECCC, uh, we're hoping ECCC and AAFC can work together to make systematic changes that incentivize and drive sustainability efforts and emission reduction in agriculture. But there's a lot of work that, you know, it, it all comes back to collaboration that we see. We have to see more and more and more collaboration because when we look at agriculture now, we span so many departments. Uh, we're becoming increasingly prominent in so many different policy areas. Uh, if anything, we have a huge, huge amount of work in front of us and I think Minister Bebo does as well. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. 
Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Sunny today, wind southwest 20, the high 10 degrees, the low minus 1. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, wind west 20, gusting to 40, becoming light in the afternoon. The high tomorrow, 9, the low minus 1. Friday, cloudy and a high 14, 30% chance of evening showers. Friday, the low minus 3. Saturday, sunny, the high plus 4, the low minus 6. Sunday, sunny, the high plus 1, the low minus 8. Monday, sunny, the high plus 3, the low minus 7. Tuesday, sunny, the high plus 8. Normal high is 6 degrees for this date. The normal low is minus 6. The sun rose at 741 this morning. It sets at 544 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Maple Creek again. The hot spot in Maple Creek, and it, today it's 12.5 degrees. Middle Lake is the cold spot in the province at 0. Estevan is 9, Saskatoon 5, Swift Current and Weyburn 10. Yorkton is 7. Sunny in Regina, 9 degrees, that's 48 Fahrenheit, winds are from the west at 22. Humidity is 65%, the barometer dropping 100.5. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 12 degrees, winds are from the west at 30. Once again, Regina, sunny in 9, that's 48 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The president of APAS has highlighted issues for both federal and provincial governments to tackle this fall and winter. Marie-Claude Bebeau was renamed the Federal Minister of Agriculture in yesterday's Cabinet announcement from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. APAS President Todd Lewis welcomes the reappointment. Well, I think under the circumstances, it's good not to have a be breaking in a new minister. You know, with a minority government, who knows how long this parliament will sit again. And she's uh, well-versed in, in what's been going on in agriculture, you know, recently. And, and uh, her department, we hope to see uh, just business as usual and be able to... Uh, continue down the road that we've uh, started already and uh, so overall I think you know we're satisfied that she's remaining in place and that we don't have to deal with a new minister just because of with COVID and Zoom meetings and everything else it's very difficult you know to uh, start negotiations and talks with somebody new and uh, Marie-Claude is Mrs. Bebo is well versed in uh, what's been going on in the recent history of agriculture in this country and and uh, you know we're sure hoping to continue working with her. What key issues do you think she should uh, look at first? Well, I mean, you know, certainly the uh, FPT, the Federal Provincial Territorial Ag Ministers, are having a meeting the first part of November. I believe it's 8th and 9th or 7th and 8th of November down in Guelph. So uh, those are negotiations for the next policy framework agreement. So I think that's a priority as well as the Canadian Grain Commission, you know, the renewal of it and uh, reopening of that act and uh, making some changes there. So I think those are two examples of things that that are at the top of the agenda right now. Of course, climate change and carbon taxes and all those things are also uh, a big part of what is going to affect agriculture going forward. So, and uh, you know, how, how the uh, environment ministry and 
other ministries interact with agriculture. So, you know, we're looking forward to uh, continuing our dialogue with the minister and her staff and and uh, hopefully uh, continue to get some results. The Saskatchewan legislative session resumes today. What are you hoping to see from the Saskatchewan government in this uh, upcoming sitting? Well, I think, of course, uh, lots of concerns around contracts that are out there now. Uh, you know, the province does have a role to play in this. If we're going to have a standardized contract, I, I think those are going to be, uh, you know, as we as we go forward, I think we're going to see more and more calls for that this winter. That Going into next spring, I think producer and producer groups want to see a change in how how their grain is contracted and more, you know, transparency and certainty around the contracts that grain companies do offer to producers. Again, we want something similar to the uh, template that's used in the machinery business. I think there's room for that from the province. I think also, you know, we already mentioned the federal provincial territorial negotiations. Uh, the province, of course, has a big part to play in that as well. So, and I think, you know, uh, again, uh, even the trespass legislation, where where is this setting and uh, how are those regulations going to be brought forward? And producers want to uh, see the trespass uh, legislation regulations be enacted as soon as possible. What about infrastructure projects, Todd? Anything there? Well, I think, uh, you know, we're just currently going through a set of district meetings here this week. And one of the major factors that have come up is just really accessibility to uh, water and water pipelines, potable water sources, and non-potable water sources for livestock producers, as well as people in rural Saskatchewan that need access to potable water. And if it's coming through uh, cities or provincial pipelines and and tying into existing pipelines or being able to uh, access water treatment plants, be it, you know, in the cities like Moose Jaw, Regina, and producers and, uh, and these groups are talking about having, you know, some barriers there. So I think with the drought, we have extreme conditions in a lot of uh, rural Saskatchewan that we need to see, you know, rectified far sooner than later. So I think that's something else that, uh, you know, we'll be really be pushing over the, the next number of weeks and months trying to get better access for rural residents as far as potable water sources. Todd Lewis is the president of APAS. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were reflecting lower prices during the past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says rising volumes of cattle going to market and higher feed costs are some of the factors behind the price decline. Well, unfortunately, once again, we saw a majority of the weight categories go down in price. And so when we look at the feeder steer prices, they were, uh, like I said, lower for the majority. The only exception was the 400 to 500 pound weight category. And so prices for the steers, they range from $268 and three cents per hundred weight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category to $176 and 92 cents for the 900 plus pound weight category. And like I mentioned, the only price increase was in the four to 500 pound weight category and it went up $1.33 to end the week averaging $240 and 40 cents per hundred weight. The largest price decline we saw was in the 700 to 800 pound weight category, and those guys went down $4.23 to end the week, averaging $195.71 per hundred weight. And then when we look at the feeder heifers, they were lower across the board, and so prices there range from $202.45 per hundred weight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category, $267.67 per hundred weight for the 800 plus pound weight category. And so the lowest price decrease we saw for the heifers was in the 500 to 600 pound weight category with those girls going down $1.86. They ended the week averaging $177.64. 
And then the highest decrease we saw was in the 300 to 400 pound weight category. And those girls went down $6.43 per hundred weight. What were the factors pushing down the feeder cattle prices this past week? Well, I'm going to be like a broken record again. Volume and seasonality, again, are our biggest factors. So if you just look like typically 500 pounds steer prices, they fall from October, November into the March time frame. And then we still have some high feed prices putting pressure on the cash market. What were marketings? So can factor reported a total of 48,823 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan. And so that's a big jump from the just over 21,000 head marketed during the previous week. And it's quite a bit higher still than just over or just under 40,000 head, I guess, that were marketed during the same week in 2020. Do you think numbers are up because of drought? It could be. Yeah, that could be a a portion. Yeah, it could just, yeah, the the pastures aren't as good this fall and and the high feed prices, you know, the high feed prices are probably coming into it, which is also drought's a factor in, in upping those feed prices, so could be, yep. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? So we looked at the price for Alberta-fed steers this past week. They, it went down $1.20, I guess, per hundred weight, and so they ended the week averaging $155.61 per hundred weight. And then when we look at the cow-cow market, the price of D2 slaughter cows saw a noticeable price decrease of $5.88 per hundred weight, and so they ended the week averaging $69.92. The price of D3 slaughter cows saw a larger price decline of $6.71, so they ended the week averaging $59.36 per hundred weight. Natasha Wilkie is the Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola gained 13.10 at 9.46.12. One red spring wheat rose 3.59 at 4.33.04. The rest unchanged. Durham 7.16.90. Feed barley 3.24.65. Flax 13.89.88. Lentils 9.97.50. Oats, 495.03. Yellow peas, 544.89. Feed wheat, 261.65. On the Minneapolis Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for December gained 3.5 cents at $10.25 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. Assiniboia Livestock had a pre-start calf sale on October 19th. 300 to 400 pound steers sold from 242 to 257. 400 to 450 pound steers sold from 238 to 257. 450 to 500 pound steers sold from 225 to 257. 500 to 550 pound steers sold from 217 to 228. 550 to 600 pound steers sold from 208 to 219. 600 to 650 pound steers sold from 203 to 210. 650 to 700 pound steers sold from 201 to 206. 700 to 800 pound steers sold from 197 to 203. Heifers are buck 30 cents from the steers. We also had a regular sale on October 20th. Cows have come down since our last sale. Hefferettes sold from 92 to $1. D1 and D2 cows sold from 59 to 72 cents. D3 cows sold from 45 to 55 cents. And counter cows sold from 25 to 35 cents. Slaughter bulls sold from 87 to $1.08. 
This is Jordan Stevens with the Cinnaboy Livestock Market Report. Have a great ranching day. Melita's pork prices, 182.68 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. And brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The University of Saskatchewan is researching the use of agricultural waste to remove arsenic from drinking water. The university says over 200 million people in more than 70 countries, including some in Canada, are drinking water with a high concentration of arsenic. The risks include cancer, nausea, and blood vessel damage. Researchers in the College of Engineering are developing an affordable method to remove arsenic from water. They're turning farm waste like wheat and canola straw into a filter that absorbs the toxin. The team is using the Canadian light source at the university to make their water purifying process more efficient. The synchrotron light, millions of times brighter than the sun, is being used to reveal detailed information about the filter. The team's invention could help put agricultural residues to good use. Currently, Canada produces about 47 million tons of these residues. The Canadian Light Source at the University hosts each year over 1,000 scientists from around the world to conduct groundbreaking research in areas of agriculture, health, environment, and advanced materials. On the markets, the TSX is down 179 points at 20,994. The Dow has dropped 117 points at 35,639. Oil is down $2.22 at 82.43 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 44 one-hundredths of a cent at 81.13 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalligan. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.